Welcome to the Enterprise Excellence Podcast, where our purpose is to help create a better future. Learn from our world's experts how to improve your organization sustainably. Learn how to achieve and sustain an excellence journey for yourself, others, and the planet. And I'm your host, Brad Jevons, coming to you from Brisbane, Australia. We are proudly brought to you in association with SA Partners, a world-leading business transformation consultancy. SA Partners are a truly purposeful company focused on helping organisations achieve sustainable improvement for themselves, others and the planet. Welcome to episode 99 of the Enterprise Excellence Podcast. It is such a pleasure to have Dr. Rajesh Jugalam on the show with us today to discuss his most recent book, Common Data Sense for Professionals, a process-oriented approach to data science projects. Dr. Rajesh already the author of six books on many topics of enterprise excellence. He is a data science, analytics, and process engineering leader. He has held executive positions in large corporations related to healthcare and finance. Dr. Rajesh teaches at the Northeastern University of Boston as an affiliate professor. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Let's get into the episode. Dr. Rajesh, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Brad, for having me. Yeah, really appreciate it. Rajesh, what What's your backstory like? What significant moments led you down this path of getting involved in everything to do with enterprise excellence and especially around the data and analytics side of things? Yeah. Uh, from my childhood, I have been uh, uh, interested in the mathematics. So though I have a, a basic degree in mechanical engineering, uh, the, the, uh, the uh, significant, significant moment came when I joined the uh, Indian Statistical Institute for my master's degree. Uh, I, I finished the uh, Master of Technology there. And I was uh, fascinated by, uh, uh, by contributions of uh, PC Mahalanobis, uh, CR Rao, Genichi Taguchi. Uh, so that led me to be uh, uh, like uh, pursue my career in data and analytics. And in that process, I was also uh, doing a process uh, engineering work uh, focusing on Six Sigma uh, because that is also statistically uh, statistical based uh, process framework. So I think if you ask me about the significant movement, that the moment the, the uh, uh, joining Indian Statistical Institute, that's when I got interested in these topics. Oh, great. So Rajesh, it's really, I guess it started early on with that focus on mathematics and, and then into engineering and on to Six Sigma, which I guess the, the two connect together well, don't they? You know, the data analytics side and then the structures of Six Sigma. Did, is that what you found? Was it like a perfect marriage between the two for you? Yeah, exactly. Because if you think about uh, how process uh, uh, engineering and uh, data science uh, operate in industry, they operate in silos and there is no uh, communication between those two uh, disciplines. So I think it's important for us to have uh, these two uh, fields uh, come together. And uh, and uh, for solving data science problem, uh, what, what, what I'm not seeing is having a structured approach to solve the problems. I think uh, bridging the gap between uh, process uh, field and data field would help us to uh, have a disciplined approach to solve data science problems. Yeah, it's too true, isn't it? Like often in that data science field, it's it's like you can, people can be running off down rabbit warrens for different types of data at different times for whatever's needed or wanted at the time. Whereas that structure of like the Six Sigma, DMAIC style thinking and everything that goes with it brings that structure to keep it more precise and to the point and create focus, I guess. 
Exactly. Yeah, it will it will create pro- focus and it will also help us to uh, formulate the problem that we are trying to solve more clearly. That way, we get the correct data to solve the problems. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah. So, what what inspired you to write this most recent book, Common Data Sense for Professionals? The inspiration. If you ask me about inspiration. uh like i said right the data and process because i worked in big corporations and i saw uh this gap between process engineering and uh data science so i i i wanted to uh, uh, uh do my part uh by way of contributing to uh sketch out a process to solve the data science problems that's uh, important and moreover if you think about uh, regular business people right if you, if you talk to them about data science or data analytics uh, there is a tendency that they get intimidated to hear these words like they think data science or data analytics pro- projects are meant for uh, advanced degree holders and people with uh, good uh, mathematical background all those things so they had there there is such that, that that kind of fear in regular business people although they are the main business uh, data users so if you think about that and uh, in order to in order to make everybody to enjoy the benefits of data because everybody is working with a lot of data uh, we need to uh, Uh, drive out that fear so that is another inspiration i had uh, that, that that's another inspiration using that uh, i uh, inspiration based on which this book was written and third thing is uh, uh, hg wells long ago predicted uh, uh, he, he he said that statistical thinking will one day be as necessary for efficient citizens citizenship as the ability to read and write so so we have so th- this is the right time to to make that uh, make that uh, reality because we have so much data people can use the data they can solve the problems they can understand the benefits of the problem so that uh, it's more like a data democratization yeah that's nice so it's really shifting shifting the ability and knowledge to use data effectively away from a few as traditionally into the general business and general day to day is is the purpose behind your book and what you've written exactly and that that is the core message yeah you 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 perfectly uh like uh, articulated it <laughs> oh thanks rajesh well certainly needed isn't it because i guess what do you see generally in business rajesh do you see a lot of decisions being made without data behind it or without taking the time to actually delve into a situation or a challenge deeply yeah i i, I still think although we have a lot of data and the data the decisions should be based on insights and people are still they are using their intuition to make decisions and a lot of times uh, as uh, uh, i uh, one of the famous statistician told a lot of times people use statistics to statistics to support their decision rather than making decision based on statistics ah. and they say i have the answer give me statistics to substantiate it so that's what is happening so that's that should change because if you have data if you know what problem you are addressing or solving take the correct data make the data is fit for the intended purpose that's important of uh, that is uh, that is where the data quality comes into play then use the data and based on which you make the decisions so that is that is what is a missing piece here because although a lot of people talk about okay we 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 want to make data driven decisions we want to be analytical driven and a lot of times that's not happening in reality because i don't know uh, people still tend to make decisions based on uh, intuition or they they want to support uh, their decisions with the data yeah got you so it's flipping that where we have a problem or we have a potential decision we've got to make 
and we go to the data first and then draw insights and knowledge from that to then make decisions. Whereas I can even reflect on my own career, Rajesh, there's been times where I've made a decision and then look for data to support that decision. It's too true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Rajesh, what are the key what are the key takeaways and elements of the book that readers can get to really help them shift to a place of using data more effectively to be able to make accurate decisions and great great paths yeah. forward this this book focuses on a uh, 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 couple of important things one is it's it is intended for anybody uh, to use uh, uh, to work on data related projects and get benefits so that they don't need to be scared Uh, thinking that they don't have data advanced take these things like that and uh, the book focuses on this like you you need to make sure you you know what problem you are working for like you need to define the problem clearly that's an important thing and once you have that problem definition correct then you you also need a structured a structure to solve the data science problems so the the that's without structure uh it's impossible uh, uh or it's very hard to solve data science problems so the the structure uh, is based on three important steps so one is understanding the problem that's where problem definition is important and the second thing is once you know the pro- once you understand what you are uh, uh what, what problem you are solving then correct collecting the relevant data you need to know what data needs to be collected corresponding to the problem you are addressing then data collection and uh, understanding the data uh, quality issues and making sure the data is fit for the intended purpose that is the second stage once that happens then what happens is you can also look at uh, uh, various risk aspects like uh, what what degree of confidence we have in data for usage those kind of things then you can select a suitable framework or analytical model to solve the problem to analyze the model and deploy those analytical results to uh decision making active in in decision making activities so in order to make sure that we have right uh, analytical insights we need to uh, conduct some kind of a model validation the model validation is not traditional statistical validation it's basically what is the analytical output and what is the uh, uh, actual outcome and look at the gap between analytical output and uh, actual uh, uh, outcome and as long as that gap is small then your your model is good then you can deploy it in actual in in in, in the decision making activities if the gap is large then you may have to revisit and see maybe do you have the right data or do you have the right kind of variables all those things need to be uh, looked into good rajesh with with defining the problem what would you recommend to listeners as a really simple great practice way to effectively define a problem so problem definition right it should be specific to what we are addressing and it should be uh, and uh, you should also uh, that 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 the, that should be measurable specific and measurable and it should be uh, like it should be easy to act upon and and uh, and it should have time bound like it's because we should be solving this problem in 3 months or 6 months whatever it is if it is a complex problem maybe one year we need to have the time uh, aspect into the uh, problem definition okay yeah that i can hear that comes back to that smart top thinking isn't it specific measurable achievable relevant timely top top exactly thing. yeah it's it's in in the same lines yeah okay so you're setting up the the problem and you're defining it and you're putting you're making it specific measurable achievable relevant timely for that path forward what's some of the better data collection techniques then so you you're going to then go into the measurement phase and actually 
measure and look to truly understand the problem. What's what's some great techniques there that you write about? You'd recommend to listeners. The data collection techniques basically like uh, one one thing is like it, it depends. Like once we let us say if you want to uh, uh, improve uh, profitability, right? And uh, that's a metric you are trying to uh, uh, use. So you need to have the right kind of metric, uh, the profitability metric, and. Uh, profitability is more like a uh, in statistical terms is a, uh, a dependent variable it's influenced by several attributes right some several variables like it should be uh, customer behavior patterns and uh, the location where the service facility is there those kind of things so all those attributes should be understood clearly and you need to collect the data corresponding to those uh, attributes so at the, looking at the uh, understanding the everything like if you if you start with a good problem definition you know what data need to be collected for example it can think about profitability or whatever it is then corresponding that we need to identify what are the factors or attributes that are impacting that and collect the data for those attributes so sometimes the attributes are controllable some are not but we we i, I think i worked with dr taguchi he differentiates them as controllable factors and noise factors so even if it is non controllable or noise noise factors but we seem to know they exist in the uh, in in the in the in in the process and they need to be handled in a different way. Well, Rajesh, with what you're describing, I'm, I'm sort of putting the problem statement as all the defining the problem as like the top of like a causal tree in a way. And, you know, you're defining it as like profitability. And then you're looking at what factors feed into that. Exactly. And so it's a bit like the, a bit like a cause tree or, a, you know, taproot causal factor. And what, and then you're looking at which ones of these can we actually control? or which yes. ones are out of our control. That's pretty neat. Yes. So it yeah. really allows you to sort of see the forest for the trees, doesn't it? Because you're going, okay, so what's the problem? Okay, so what's everything that could contribute to that? What's the leading factors driving into that? That's neat. Yeah, yeah. When I was first involved in deploying Enterprise Excellence, I gained so much from being able to connect with global experts like Chris Butterworth, Alex Tia, and Peter Hines. They shared their knowledge, but they also inspired me to keep moving forward and played a big part in what I'm doing now. We can now offer this same opportunity to many of our listeners. We are currently forming the Enterprise Excellence community. This community is for people practically deploying an excellence journey within their enterprise. The community allows us to link directly with our world's experts each month to learn and grow for an hour. We already have Jeff Sutherland, Jeff Leiker, Pascal Dennis, Laurent Sommer, and Lewis Trigger confirmed for the coming months. For the final hour of the gathering, we then link in small groups with our peers to help each other overcome challenges and continue to move forward towards our vision of excellence and goals within our organization. To get involved or gain more information, reach out via our website, enterpriseexcellencepodcast.com backslash contact. We look forward to talking to you soon and working together with our world's experts and each other to create a better future. Rajesh, is there any other techniques you can go deeper to prioritize then or delve deeper into which factors should be working? Like you think with profitability, there'd be a lot of potential causal or impact factors to that. Is there any techniques to then be able to prioritize where should we put our effort? 
again if you want to uh, understand again that is where we we do what you call the root cause analysis right what what are the factors uh, you you may start off with the potential causes then you need to identify the root causes that depends on the situation and uh, you may have you may look at so many factors and uh, and collect the data on the factors and based on the data you can determine which one uh which of these factors are really, really critical again that that is another another data collection uh, uh uh process where we have to collect the data on the causes make sure they are causing the problem then use them for the for the final modeling uh, oh. uh and uh, frameworks two true so the data it's really then what can we control go look for the data then to give you insights and knowledge and from yes. the, there you can analyze it to then think right what do we do Rajesh, with the analysis element of it, is there any key insights that you'd provide around how to best do analysis? You've got, you've got your problem statement. You've got the leading factors that contribute to it. You've collected data, done root cause. What's some of the great analysis techniques that can be then used based on that? Yeah, analysis technique. That before we go into the analytical aspects, right? We need to we we have the data. Uh, on the attributes that are that we think are going to be causing the uh, issues for the profitability in this example then we need to ensure whatever data you collect and the attribute there of good quality so a lot ah. of data quality techniques and uh, because I, i i worked in companies uh, i worked uh, i worked in chief data officers uh, and i led the data quality analytics teams where with the focus is to make sure okay whatever data you have right is it is it uh, Uh, fit for the intended purpose so when you measure the data quality right uh, that there are different dimensions that need to be considered like timeliness of data and uh, accuracy of the data completeness of the data validity of the data uh, those are the that's different companies have different core dimensions uh, uh, considering all those core dimensions we need to ensure the quality of the data once we have the co- data quality at the satisfactory level then use the data for the analytical purpose so when you when you when you work on analytical model side it could be anything like you can you can use uh, uh, regression analysis or uh, some kind of machine learning techniques or discriminant analysis and uh, we also have some kind of uh, individualized analytics whatever maybe the technique you are using before that make sure the data is fit for the purpose uh, and and at the same time you also minimize the risk associated with the data that you are using yeah i could see rajesh if the quality of data is not there you could end up making a decision that sends you off down a completely incorrect path yeah 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 <laughs> so the analysis can be completely out of control because you're analyzing poor data which is leading you to head down analyze the wrong outcomes and make the wrong decisions exactly there is a saying that data data i cried i can't make bricks without clay i will venture into add one more thing there good data good data i cried i cannot make good bricks without uh, uh, good clay yeah too true too true so just with it you've you've got then you've got the data you've got the right you know you've been out of apply some quality techniques to make sure it is quality data which you mentioned a number of them what then is seen as like best practice for then actually conducting the analysis to then make decisions and improvement based on once you have the right kind of data right the next step is to uh, okay you know the data again okay, this is part of uh, improve phase if you think about uh, if you think about uh, six sigma dimac approach like it's in more of improve phase i have the data i, I measured it and i know the causes then i need to take actions against those causes and th- that is the actions on those causes can be taken only if you know 
uh, like uh, like how, how these factors or causes are impacting to the final outcome. So that's why we we can fit in uh, models like regression analysis, regression models, or maybe you can we can use uh, discriminant analysis, understand the impact of each factor to the total outcome, then make improvements for on those factors like we can find out what are the significant factors or important variables uh, based on the analysis analytical framework then use them for taking actions yeah neat so there's a number of different techniques you mentioned that can be used to then define okay so where should we take our action you know out of this out of this quality information we've got where is our best shot to take action to then get towards the um the problem we're trying to solve or the goal we're so- trying to achieve yeah and in order to do that also we need to have a structured approach like you have so many techniques right? depending on your uh, intent uh, we have several analytical uh, types analytics uh, several types of analytics preparatory analytics cause related analytics prescriptive analytics predictive analytics uh, reliability based analytics uh, diagnostic analytics there are several types of analytics right depending on the problem you are trying to solve once you know the data is of good quality is fit for the purpose the next step is to select the suitable framework or analytical technique or framework to solve the problem that's where like uh, having a structured approach uh, to uh, uh follow to 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 uh, select a suitable technique all those things they should be part of the overall uh, data science uh, structured approach yeah nice and rajesh what what do you believe stops organization effectively organizations effectively taking these steps like what you know it's 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 powerful isn't it where you can define a problem clearly conduct really good measurement from that and ensure its quality data create and analyze that effectively and then, you know, predict which path should we take based on data. What stops organizations taking this this data analytics, data approach, I should say? And a couple of things, right? One is, uh, like I mentioned in the beginning, like data and process, these are uh, are looked into uh, as separate uh, separate functions in a company, like they are working in silos. So the top leadership should try to bridge the gap like meaning that they should come in and they should uh, interact with each other and uh, to solve the problem. That's very important. A lot of people don't know that because they, if they think data science is separate field, process engineering is separate field, there is no, they, they, they can work in silos. That is not the, that should not be the case. They should come in uh, and they should interact more and more to solve the problems. And um, another important thing is, uh, like I said, right? Data science should be available to everybody. Like it's more like uh, anybody who, like, because we have so much data in the world now, and people from like uh, them, uh, they, they 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 deal with the data ever since, uh, like say, uh, like they from the time they wake up in the morning uh, to the time they go to bed, they use a lot of data with all these apps or uh, smart uh, phones. They have a lot of data, and they should be. Uh, also uh, given freedom to work with the data and uh, solve the problem. So in other words, in order to solve the data problems, right? A lot of times we engage only data scientists, those kind of things, and uh, those kind of people. And in in industry, a lot of times uh, data is used by regular business people. So they need to be empowered to work with data and solve the data problem. So I think that, that thinking, that mindset has to, change because people sh- everybody sh- can become data scientist if 
they wish to and uh, the company should support that so more like uh, the senior management uh, should support that activity and they build that into the process like uh, uh, in, into the overall uh, activities like uh, they should be able to uh, like uh, uh, like uh, provide required training and uh, give them uh, necessary tools to solve the problems and necessary support to the support to solve the problems which is just really cool because it links back to your purpose doesn't it i guess of the book which you, you mentioned getting the process and data science together to be able to work together as one but then also get the knowledge out there to the broader organizations so that everyone can work with data effectively and um yeah. it's great that you've written this book common data sense for professionals that allows anyone who wants to to read more deeply and understand this great technique that can be used to really help create good outcomes. Yeah. Rajesh, what, what would be your two minute enterprise excellence tip to anyone listening to this show in relation to your area of expertise? Yeah. Two minute uh, tip would be like, again, uh, we need to, everybody should uh, think about uh, like if they have data, right? Why I am using data rather than just, I have some data, put it in some uh, package and get some results. That's not the, that should not be the intent. Uh, understanding the problem that you want to solve, that's important. And the second thing is people think right now in the, now we are in big data era and they think all data is necessary. So that is not the, that is not true, right? So we need to make sure what is the relevant data. So my uh, identification of relevant data, big data to relevant data and relevant data to meaningful insights and using those insights in the decision-making activities so that we can make uh, judicious decisions with more confidence. So, so problem definition, uh, understanding relevant data. Uh, we don't need big data for data analysis and uh, uh, getting meaningful insights on deploying in decision-making activities. Yeah, that, that sounds like common data sense to me, Rajesh. You know, it's sort of, especially the bit you mentioned about understanding what is the right data and getting the focus on that that space, which you've mentioned throughout the show. Thank you, Rajesh. Rajesh, what's, what's you. been a recent insight for you that you didn't know before, mate? What's been a recent insight that you've gained from data that really set you back a bit? A recent insight, that's, that's what I'm doing because I, I, I was also maybe, maybe if you asked, if you had asked me this question five years ago, I was thinking, okay, I'm more into data analytics uh, and uh, process engineering. So I am specialized this in this area. So I, I, I can only solve these kind of problems. But now, because with the data that is available and uh, I, I also talk to a lot of people, they're interested in data and uh, the data science and data related uh, activities. So um, making sure that everybody who is interested in, uh, in solving data science problems, they, get, they, they have the right kind of support and right kind of tools to solve the problems. And another thing is, like I said, right, I was also thinking, okay, we need all the data to solve the problem. So that relevant data aspect, understanding what is important for the given problem, what data is important and what is relevant and making sure that that data is of good quality before using the data in the analytical activities. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. Rajesh, how can people reach out to you or get hold of the book if they want? Like I'm sure this book is going to provide a lot of insights to a lot of people. And book is uh, available on amazon.com. 
and if they want any like if they want to have a conversation with me i have a website uh, www.rajeshchugulam.com uh, where they, they can uh, like I, i have contact information they can re- like and they can uh, re- reach out to me uh, via email uh, using that contact information or uh, yeah uh, and probably probably i if they have questions if they fail to find my contact information i'm assuming you they can reach out to you and you can provide the Yes. Uh, contact information yeah definitely rajesh or well, just thank you so much mate for coming on the podcast and sharing knowledge on such a key topic you know that will help so many mate thanks for helping us create a better future uh, th- thank you so much brad for having me and it was very nice uh, discussing with you and uh, and uh, th- thanks for your uh, kind support cheers rajesh bye for now bye for now there were two key takeaways for me from this episode firstly find the problem clearly and its contributing factors. Whenever we have a problem or a goal we are chasing, it is a lot easier to achieve it if we clearly define and measure it. This creates clarity and a lagging measure we are working towards. The step Rajesh then mentioned to clearly understand the contributing factors to this problem and goal allows us to look into leading elements which will be able to influence and control. This approach allows us to focus on understanding the leading factors we can then influence using quality data. The second key takeaway for me was analyze the right data. Rajesh mentioned that the right data is the key to solving any problem. Too much data can cause confusion, reduce clarity and lead to inaction. The right data that is quality enables us to think clearer and make decisions to move forward. This approach with data allows us to see the forest for the trees, cut through the noise to see what is important and make decisions. Thanks again for your time and knowledge, Rajesh. Thanks for helping us create a better future. Bye for now.